It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, yes! Touchdown! I did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Thanks for tuning in to the Full Court Press. Second hour this week started the Full Court Press back to its full two-hour show. Last hour, if you missed it, we revealed number eight in our top 25 Aggies. A Johnny Carter, number 12, is his jersey number. Number eight on our top 25. And we heard from Chris Howell, head coach for the Skyview Bobcats. Uh, you can hear his interview. It's already on our podcast feed if you want to go back and listen to it. Uh, or better yet, go hear what every coach had to say uh, in anticipation of Region 11 football getting started this Friday. Jason Walker, you put together a great um, comprehensive preview for uh, all of the teams in Region 11 with what they did last year, what's going on with the teams this year, and opportunities for people to go back and listen to the interviews that you and I did over the past week and a half. Yeah, it's probably about a nice hour and a half of interviews, I think, in total. So, you know, if you want to go through and watch or listen to every single one of those, then, you know, or you can just focus on your one team. Like I said, I try to build it so you can get every team if you want. It's, it's kind of digestible, again, like 2,000 words. But if you want to try and get to the whole region, you can. Or if you just want to focus on your team, you know, I try to include as much information as possible for each team in that kind of condensed format so you can get a nice snapshot of what your team looks like before this season and a chance to just right there. There's about, you know, 12 to 15-minute interview, uh, depending on which team is usually where, usually where we lie in, yeah, the, in terms of time. The individual interviews really aren't that long. Yeah. And they're usually pretty close to the same. It's not like we went really long with one guy and hardly any time with another. They're actually you're pretty consistent. Yeah, I think the shortest one was like 12 minutes and the longest one was 16. So pretty much all in that range. Not a lot of variance. No. no. So, yeah, so, and we got good information out of all of them. They all presented some, some good things, a good little picture again, because it's hard to get information on, you know, high school teams. Um you know, before the season. And so talking to these coaches is usually the best information we can get unless you're just part of the team. So, you know, really good chance to at least get some kind of preview before they walk out onto the field Friday night. So that's all available right now for your listening and reading pleasure, if you will, on Cash Valley Daily. Or just subscribe to our podcast feed. Go find out uh, all the audio that we have on 1069thefan.com. A lot of different places to go find that or on the free 1069 The Fan mobile app. Um, additionally, your thoughts about uh, a Johnny Carter on our list as uh, number eight in top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season. Agree or disagree with his placement in the top 10? 435-339-0321. And we did get a few texts that came through. I want to get to those. 9315 texting in. I think if you were to do the top Aggies at the end of the season, 
Johnny would be in the top five. Definitely top five for his ag-related video on Twitter, uh, roping and riding a horse and uh, bucking cows. I get the feeling that 9315 is really into rodeos. I, I don't know where this feeling comes from. It's just, just a, a hunch. hunch. It's this, you know, it's that sports writers, you know, sports fanatics hunch that I have. It's the kind of, you know, thing that I, it's, it's the unique talent that I bring to this show. <laughs> But have you seen the video that he's referencing? I don't think so. Uh, in the uh, this summer, a Johnny Carter quite literally was riding around on a cow. <laughs> Where's he from? Some farmer's field. Isn't he from California? Uh, yeah, uh, he's from Texas. Oh, Texas. Okay, so the opposite of California. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he had some. So he fits right in here. Yeah. All the cowboys and cow riding and Houston, Texas. Okay, well, I guess a little more. Is it actually Houston or is it? Small town outside of Houston. Uh, he went to North Shore High School, so I'm not exactly sure where that. That, that tells me a lot. Specifically, my, I, I'll have to brush off my uh, encyclopedic knowledge of every high school in Texas. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I really like a Johnny Carter at this position. There's so much depth at the safety position. This keeps him on the field, and it adds length, athleticism. And uh, you know, he's he's a ball hawk. He had three interceptions, which isn't a ton, but that's not bad for a guy who was not a starter last year. And just how he developed at the tail end of last year and the improvements he's been making in spring and in the fall, I I think that's a great spot for him at number eight. Yeah, and like I said, maybe he should have been a little higher because I think, like I said, I think I underrated him. You know, I there's a couple of selections I might regret a lot, and there's one I'm already kind of maybe regretting a little bit with him. I mean, I was only five spots off where he, where he is, and I'm thinking maybe I should have bumped him up a little bit more. <laughs> but we'll see. There's there's some of these I'm sure I'll regret at some point. Fair we, enough. We can review it at the end of the season and be like, all right. Yeah, that's let's, true. Let's look at this. Let's do a review. Compare. Oh, this guy was a bust, and this guy surprised us, and this guy absolutely deserved yeah, th- all the roses. Yeah, this guy who wasn't even on the top 25 ends up being like the third best player on the team. You know, That happens. <laughs> um, six five four three texting in. Are you going to be doing the Old Grist Mill play of the game this season? Yes, we will. We will indeed. So listen intently to when Hurricane John Ubold and Rex Davis do their play-by-play of the Skyview Bobcats on Friday nights. They, For those unfamiliar, they will call out a play of the game. They will designate a play that stood out to them. And then we will mention it the following Monday here on The Fan during the full court press. And if you can correctly identify what that play was, we hook you up with free bread from the old grist mill. Pretty sweet deal. So when uh, Justin Welker texts in, (laughs) 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 can I... (laughs) Is that the alter ego? Yeah, we're going with... I came up with that one because somebody came up with Justin. I figured, all right, what can I do with Walker? Oh, there's Welker. That's pretty. Justin Welker. Or uh, the unrelated to me, Andrew Walker. <laughs> totally not related. Never listens to the show, right? Yeah, never. <laughs> uh, five eight seven nine A Carter, stud. Yeah, I, I I really like a Johnny Carter, and uh, just I'm excited to see his growth as somebody who can be a starter, and somebody who can impact a game uh, because of how how he plays on the defensive side of the ball. Can we call him Agent Carter? Ooh, I like that. I mean, it's it's stealing off the Marvel Universe. 
and that character's a woman. I don't know how well that works, but I mean, Agent Carter. Okay. He's on the case. Going to get that interception. He's on the case. He's going to steal it. <laughs> uh, 9315, what part of Houston is North Shore High School? I'm going to Google it. Well, he uh, adds information. Galena Park ISD, North Shore Senior High, located at 353 North, Castle Gory, Houston, Texas, even has a zip code. Oh, I only saw the preview. I didn't realize he put all that yeah, in. Yeah, it's okay. definitely all the details. So, so he beat me to it. He really is from Houston. All right. Because usually, pe- usually people say, well, I'm from Los Angeles. No, you live five hours away from But, of course, who out here knows about small little town five hours outside of Los Angeles? Right. If you're from Oxnard, you still say you're from Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's like when I was out in the Midwest, people would say, oh, where are you from? I was like, I'm a little north of Salt Lake. You know, Logan. Yes. <laughs> Just a little north of Salt Lake. Because <laughs> they all know Salt Lake. They don't know Logan. Yeah. Five three three eight. I'm looking forward to Logan High football radio call once again by the venerable Al Lewis. Oh, I've got some unfortunate news. Sorry, five three three eight. The venerable Al Lewis is not calling Logan High anymore. Uh, it's a new era for the Grizzlies. It is. Uh, <laughs> It'll be the venerable <laughs> Jason Walker. It's giving me a weird look. Yeah, that, it's me. I'm replacing Al Lewis, and. Uh, no, I'm not intimidated by that at all. Not no, not at all. It's not not, large not intimidated by replacing a Hall of Fame broadcaster. You know, I'm, no, just not intimidated one bit. I'm we fine. Did, we did not push Al Lewis out. Don't get the wrong idea. Yeah, he he would have gone if, if he keep going. He'd go on forever. Yes, that was his call, his shot to call, and we're like, Al, I'm, I'd love to have you, along to keep you there, but I'm not going to push or <laughs> insist so if it's your call that's your call you've well, earned the right to make that call i'll have to see if i can have him on a broadcast if there's a week maybe he can try and make it out and that would be fun yeah that have him on there he, he, he'd steal the show and rightfully as, so as long as you're carrying all the equipment and setting it up you yeah. might not mind <laughs> definitely that's why i could have him on I, I do the heavy lifting and and you know he comes and does his thing being a great broadcaster uh, two nine four seven. What Aggie has the best shot at staying in the NBA? Well, Keta, because Sam Merrill's basically out of the NBA at this point. Yeah, uh, Sam wasn't involved with any off-season stuff, summer leagues, or any. Um, I don't know if he gets a chance to, as an invitation for a fall camp. I think he might still be recovering from an injury. Yeah, he had an ankle situation. I think he had surgery. That may be part of the reason why he wasn't available in the summer. Yeah, so there's a possibility if he recovers, maybe he could try again next year, but then again, he'll be, what, 26, 27 by then? So I, I think, unfortunately, his time in the NBA may be done. Um, at best, he'll get some summer league uh, camp camp roster spot and maybe preseason action, but largely speaking, his basketball career will be overseas at this point right unless he wants to go with the g league and stick there yeah he might the be hope like, of getting on a two-way contract and eventually call, be called up but if he wants to play and make money his probably better shot is to go overseas yeah so right now in Kata, he's going to be the aggie in the nba um still on a two-way contract um the kings like him um, it being a rebuilding team, of course, they love every person who's under the age of 24. I think Ked is still under the age of 24. I think he's 23 now. Yeah. 
So, of course, you know, they like him, and they really liked his, his summer league, and I'm sure they'll continue to like him in preseason because he had some impressive moments. Yeah. Um, filled the stat in Las sheet. Vegas. Yeah. So, some, some big moments. So, um, we'll see if that translates into actual game time because fan and media hype does not translate to anything. Um, so, maybe he'll be able to get called up. It, it's tricky because being on a two-way contract, he's limited in the number of games he can play. Um, the last... <laughs> I think the last couple of years it was different, but he didn't end up playing more games anyway. So I think it's like 40-something games he can play, but that's even if they call him up. So most of his experience this year is probably still going to be in the G League unless there's an opportunity that comes up and he just shines, which is always a possibility, and that's what we hope for. Right. Uh, 2947 with a follow-up. Has Bean been cut yet? Um, No. Not that from, I'm aware of. From what I understand, the deal that he signed, uh, it, it gave him a shot to be with the team through summer, but it, uh, if I remember correctly... It's the Exhibit it, 10 deal, right? Yeah, it gives him, uh, through the summer and at least to the, the start of the veteran fall camp. So Yeah, and then um, the Clippers will have rights to him for their G League team. Yes, that's So it's right. possible he ends up on their, on their G League team. And that's where he probably start out as far as his NBA career. Yeah. Didn't really have many opportunities on their team this summer. One game where he played a decent amount of minutes, but uh, he didn't see the floor a whole lot. Yeah, I think it would be good for him to get into his system and get a chance to get some minutes and show off his his value. Because his value isn't... It's trigger because the thing that he would bring to an NBA team is some defense and rebounding and some opportunistic scoring. That's hard to show up in in the summer league. The summer league is built for guys who are scores and stat sheet stuffers. Um, being again, his stat sheet stuffing was rebounding. That was his thing. He wasn't the greatest scorer, and so he was never going to shine in the summer league. But he could shine on a G League team, at least in a way that a coach will notice. He may still not load up the stat sheet, but coaches will notice some of that value mm-hmm. and that could translate into an opportunity. Right, right, because those can be guys who are hustle guys that kind of inspire others to pick up their level of play because that's what they bring every day. Yeah. Uh, 5879, where's Al going to call? Uh, Al will not be doing any play-by-play. Uh, he will be focusing his efforts on our uh, KVNU game day, pregame and postgame shows. Which are the the pregame is going to expand back up to uh, an hour and a half this season, so expanded content there from the last few years, but uh, Al will not be doing play by play this season. Truly is the end of an era. Guys, the voice of the Aggies, voice of Logan Grizzlies, and still the voice of the Aggies to be honest with the pre and post game show. Yes, yeah, lots of history and preparation that that uh, is unrivaled. Uh, 9315 uh, texting in, Jason is almost right about rodeo. It's more college wrestling, like 50-50. And anything Aggies, 100%, as far as 9315 and his uh, focus. I always have this question, though, because we were talking about greatest athletes the other day. And, in fact, 9315 was pointing out uh, uh, a barrel rider who we should consider. I just I have a hard time giving as much credit to somebody who relies on something else 
to help them be part of the quote unquote great athlete. Like, so golfers and NASCAR aren't in here. A, a NASCAR driver or Formula One. That's as much about the crew fine tuning a machine as it is the driver. With a rodeo participant, it's the the animal that you're riding has a lot to do with what you the success that you have. So I have a hard time placing those types of athletes at the at the higher end of any kind of discussion among the greats across various sports. It's kind of like with horse racing. They actually, I guess you suppose they do it properly where they highlight the horse and you only pay attention to the jockeys if you're gambling. So nobody nobody knows the jockeys. Nobody knows the jockeys. They know, they know the horses. True. Nobody knows who rode Secretariat except people who really care. Yeah, unless they make a movie about it and highlight the guy. Yeah, then they, then they hear his name, but you're focused on the horse because while certainly the jockey has an impact, the horse is the one you know, doing the work. It's like a coach versus a player. Right. But I'd be more inclined in terms of these you maybe the barrel racing, and, and even especially in NASCAR where it's like, okay, the guy's controlling the car. The car's inanimate object. He's controlling every bit of it. It's like a golfer using a golf club. Um, and horse racing may be similar where, okay, it is actually a live animal, so it is a little different, and there's got to be some cooperation between the two. Um, but, I mean, you got to give the, the racer some credit. It's not an accident they won, that she, the one he put forward that won you know, 11 yeah, that's true. She had, titles. she had dominance, and I'm sure she was using different horses. Yeah, over the course of that uh, that that run there. But it's not just all them. Uh, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Now we're getting some texts in uh, five three three eight. It says hey Jumbo Fisher, you may you may purchase all your players, but who's number one in the poll? Sign Nick Saban. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Interesting cut-in. Yes. <laughs> a little off topic. Alabama pick number one, uh, 7994, and a quarterback relies on his offensive line and receivers. Yeah, that's true. It's a team game. But not in the same way that, you know, a race car driver is relying on his car, which, you know, having a better car is, you know, that's a big part of racing is just having a better car. But it's also your pit crew. Yeah. And that, to get you back out on the road quickly. Yeah, and the strategy your tires and yeah. getting your fuel. So there is there is some of that strategy, of course, and I think in NASCAR they're uh, kind of going to a universal car and they're restricting how much you can tune it. If I read some of the articles right, now, that so would be interesting. They're, so they're kind of leveling the playing field. And I think I saw something where there's been a lot uh, more variety in winners, which is interesting. Because hmm. yeah, before it's like yeah, it really mattered which car brand you had, and and your crew and the adjustments they made. Because if you just have a better car, then Odds are in your favor. Definitely. Yes. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, we have completed our interviews with the head coaches throughout Region 11 high school football. They begin their football season on Friday, all of them. Reminder that the Logan High football game is scheduled as a home game but will not be played in Logan. It will actually be played in North Logan on the field of uh, the Green Canyon Wolves as the high school continues to repair and, and put in a new track. They're still doing some work on that um, today and tomorrow through the rest of uh, this week. So their home opener technically is still a little bit away, but their season opener 
is Friday at Green Canyon High School. But what about the placement? Where do we think teams will finish the season? What's our preseason ranking of Region 11 football? Love to get your uh, rankings on that, your recommend or predictions on who you think the top teams in Region 11 are going to be this year. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Jason and I will give our predictions coming up here in about uh, three and a half minutes from now. Grantham Mobile Automotive. Guy is certified, knows what he's doing, and can come to you, which is, I mean, you call for a plumber if you have an issue at your house or an electrician, and why isn't it the same thing if you've got an issue with your car? You can't get it to a, a service shop. Grantham Mobile Automotive will come to you. It's what he does. And even if it's not that the vehicle can't run, maybe your AC has gone out. It's still hot outside. You want to make sure your AC is still working properly. He can come to you and recharge that as well. Give him a call at 435-229-4345. That's Grantham Mobile Automotive, 435-229-4345. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope for millions of people there's radio 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 with zero down and zero per month radio delivers all the news music and entertainment you want when you want it for free no usernames passwords or wi-fi connections required here's my card number it's 7354 don't speak when you listen to local radio you'll never need that (coughs) this is is so wonderful yes it is the cure for nickel and diming syndrome Oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. Since 1926, our family has been proud to serve the people of Utah. This month at Murdoch Hyundai, come celebrate our 96th anniversary. Lock in 2.99% for four years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup, Elantra, Sonata, Kona, and Santa Fe. And every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty, and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai in Logan, Linden, and Murray, or online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due. So now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. 
This, keep it on the download here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Don't forget to get your Best of Northern Utah magazine. There's about a dozen different locations where you can pick up your free copy, like Old Grist Mill or New Horizons Beauty College, Kent's Market in Tremonton, or even Johnny O. Spudnuts. Best of Northern Utah presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm, celebrating hundreds of winners from around our community. Go check it out and pick up your own free copy. Uh, so Region 11 football gets underway this weekend, Friday at uh, well, a lot of the pregames will start at about 6.45 on our family radio stations here and streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, Logan High, remember, not at Logan High this Friday. It'll be at Green Canyon. It's important for me to remember. <laughs> <laughs> kind of important to have, have you show up at the right place. Yeah, I'll just watch the stream, right? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm in charge of the stream. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, looking at this... Uh, region. Now that we've talked to all the coaches, and as we've you know, done our own research in anticipation of these interviews and found out about these teams, it's time to give our own thoughts about how we think this region will play out. Uh, if you want to chime in, I'd love to get your thoughts about what you think of this region this year. Four three five three three nine zero three two one zero three six six. Chiming in. My predictions are as follows. Ridgeline, Green Canyon, Skyview, Logan, Mountain Crest, and Bear River. See, that's not bad. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm talking about this in a minute. I considered three different teams for the top spot, and I kind of agonized over it for a while because there's good reasons for three different teams to be picked first. Yes. So, and, and it's tricky to figure out okay, how much your Mountain Crest or Bear River going to improve. And then I have to put somebody last, and I'm like, there's, there's, I don't know, do I? Is that's there somebody hard. I want to put last? <laughs> no, that's the hard part. Yeah, especially because you know I've just talked to all the coaches, and they're all so optimistic about their teams, and it feels like they have reason to be optimistic. But somebody has to be last. There's got to be a loser, just like there's always a winner. Eight seven three nine Desert News Four A has Desert Hills One, Ridgeline Two, Dixie Three, Snow Canyon Four, Green Canyon Five. Um, is is Hayde kids playing at GC every year? Still have one sophomore playing. Not sure I fully follow that. My opinion is that Green Canyon is underachieved every year. Maybe last year, maybe I don't know. Maybe underachieving. I'd say they've overachieved in a lot of ways. But again, last year, maybe you could say maybe they underachieved. So I think mean, last year they overachieved. Yeah, because they had a young team that they're all bringing back or most of them so yeah i'd argue they'd overachieve for the most part but 
that's a difference of opinion. So as we come to it, Jason, let's start our own countdown of predicting how we think Region 11 is going to finish out. So uh, this is one of those things I have to, to be honest, I didn't really think of this too much until just now. When we look at these rankings, this is how they will finish just in region play, or when we look at their body of evidence, this will be top to bottom how they will finish across the region with their overall record. Maybe a little both. Maybe just like how they would finish in region. That's kind of how we looked at it. Um, their official region finish based on their region record. Um, I didn't really think to separate them. And to be honest, there's usually not much difference anyway. Maybe one team flips like, you know, in the two through four range, two of the teams might flip. But I think generally the region finish and the overall record finish will be pretty similar. Well, with RPI, region finish doesn't really matter anymore anyway. Yeah, that's true. I guess you could say, like, who – I didn't pick this based on how I thought they'd finish in the RPI. I mean, maybe I could say that's what I think. Um, it doesn't change my opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Generally, I'm thinking this is probably my ranking of how I think um, each team is top to bottom as far as how good I think each team will be. I think this team is better than this team and so forth. Maybe they could finish different in RPI. I don't know. I mean, Ridgeline was second in RPI last year and were undefeated. Right. Against And the top team had lost a game. So. Yeah, RPI can be funky that way. So I'm, I'm with you. I've put them in the order of just who I think is better than the other teams. Yeah. So, I, and so it's kind of a that, and I think they'll finish in this order in region. All right, let's start with number six. We'll go from uh, six to one, leading up to who we think the top team in region will be. Unfortunately, you have to start with somebody's going to be at the bottom of the region. Um, but unfortunately, I think that's going to be Bear River uh, at the bottom. Um, a lot of talent has just has graduated. There's a new coach trying to implement a new system. Um, I'm not saying that being six means they're going to be bad. I just think that they're... Just a lot of questions about who Red, or who Bear River is going to be this year. That uh, it's it's hard for me to put them much higher, and they they really struggled last year. Uh, it's not that they lost games; that they lost them in in big ways. I know this team is hungry to erase that and put that out of their minds, but for right now, until we start to see uh, how this is going to be changing with this new administration or this new coach, uh, I've got them at number six. See, I've also got Bear River at six. Um, and I think I have some similar thoughts to you where I think they'll be better, but unfortunately still the worst. Um, maybe they'll win a region game. I think it's possible. They could beat the teams that I have at four and five, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went winless in region but won a couple of non-region games. Because um, I'm hoping they'll be better. But yeah, unfortunately, somebody's got to be last. Right. Uh, and I'm with you. And at number five, uh, I've got the Mountain Crest Mustangs. It's kind of the similar reasons that just detailed for Bear River. Uh, third coach in three seasons, different coach, different style. I think this is also a team that's hungry to erase some of the things over the past. But 
it may take a minute for that team to get really in line with what the coaching staff wants to do. So there may be some growing pains along the way. I think that Mountain Crest has a few more experienced players on their squad that puts them ahead of Bear River. I think Mountain Crest will be competitive in a lot of games, but I've got them at number five on my list. So I've got a first bit of disagreement. I have uh, This might put me in dangerous territory considering who I'm doing play-by-play for. I have Logan at number five. Hmm, okay. Um, probably one of the two teams that I see regressing a little bit this season. They lost a lot of guys, and Logan doesn't quite have the same track record at replacing guys as some of the teams above them because there are a lot of teams replacing a lot of guys in this region. But some of the other teams have a better track record at replacing them. And so I think with Logan, I mean, there's a chance that they could do as well as they did last year, and if, if that's the case, then I'll be wrong. But I think they're going to struggle a little bit um, and probably finish fourth or fifth. Okay, so number four on my list, uh, looking at Region 11, I have Logan. And there's so I don't know where you've got Mountain Crest, but I'm <laughs> guessing you and I are flipped on yeah. that one. But uh, the reason why I put Logan ahead of Mountain Crest is because of the amount of experience that the Grizzlies have coming back on defense. While they may have some growing pains trying to figure out what they're going to do offensively, that defense is going to keep them in a lot of games and will give them a chance. Uh, and it's it's going to be a grinded out season, three yards in a cloud of dust for the for the Grizzlies. But that defense is going to make it tough for opponents, and those are going to be some low scoring games. So if you you get if you're able to convert just a few times here or there, that may be just enough for Logan to finish right in the middle of the pack. Well, so your hunch was right. I do have Mountain Crest at four. Um, and honestly, if there's a team among the bottom teams last year that can make the biggest jump this season, it could be Mountain Crest. Now, I'm not going to predict they make that jump, but if they were to do that, you know, I wouldn't be completely floored. They have potential to make a jump. And, and yes, they do have the third coach in three years, but they have a lot of guys returning on offense and, you know, putting in the new system, they have a chance to really make a big jump on offense. And I know Logan has a lot of guys returning on defense, and that can help, but modern football is about putting points on the board. <laughs> and you have a better chance at being at least mediocre if you can put up a lot of points on the board as opposed to being a good defense but low-scoring team. All right, we've given you 6, 5, and 4. 3, 2, and 1 will be coming up next after this quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Our top three teams in Region 11 – who are they, and how would you rank this, the teams in Region 11 looking forward to uh, the football season, which gets underway on Friday? That's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main. And when you go to their lot, you see really a, a group of uh, different types of trucks and SUVs. And some of the SUVs can be hard to find in other dealerships. But besides that, the folks there at Mountain West Motor, they specially customize the vehicles that they have on their lot to get you ready for your next adventure. So go check out what they have. If you can't be there in person, you can check out their inventory online, mwmotor.com, or drive by, stop in, and say hi at 615 North Main in Logan. 
This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cache Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cache Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cachevalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the How, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 750- The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Previewing Region 11 football. Uh, how do you think it's going to all end up? Uh, who's going to be the top team? We've gone through the, the bottom half of the region. And we're to the point where we are going to count down and uh, preview the top three. How we think the top three order of finish will be uh, for this uh, football season. And uh, if you want to chime in, love to hear from me. We've had some some people chiming in and giving their thoughts about the uh, region finish or teams they think they're going to perform well. 435-339-0321-7854 texted in. Green Canyon returns most of its skill players and still has a stout defense. Ridgeline loses a majority of their skill players. I give the edge to Green Canyon. Okay. Yeah, You'll find out whether or not we agree with you in a few minutes here. So let's go to number three. Uh, But as a recap... For me, 
number six was Bear River. Number five, Mountain Crest. Number four, Logan. Yeah. And I had Bear River at six, Logan at five, Mountain Crest at four. So we each flipped where we think Mountain Crest and Logan are. So at number three, these top three, I'm with you. I labored over this trying to figure out. It's It was tough. But ultimately, I came in with Ridgeline at number three. Uh, there's so much contributing talent from a year ago that's that's gone. Um, as an outsider, a little surprised that when Ridgeline had such strong leads over opponents, they didn't get underclassmen in there to give them quality reps to help them prepare for the eventuality of all those guys graduating. So um, I, I think there's some key contributors that are coming back that are still going to be good. But when I look at the other teams, I just, I've just i got Ridgeline at number three. A few too many questions for the Riverhawks. I'm wondering if you and I are going to have virtually the same list because I also have Ridgeline at number three. And I considered having them at one, um, was actually going to have them at two, and then I kind of switched it close to the last minute, put somebody else at two. Because I was thinking, okay, they have some three returners in the offensive line, some returners on, on defense. I thought, okay, that's, that's a good start for them. And then they have Jackson Olsen at quarterback, now, you know, an athletic kid who could maybe make some plays. And then I was thinking, well, you know, Travis Cox doesn't like to use his running backs as runners. And, and when you look at what they did last year, Caden Cox was a – Pretty athletic quarterback. Didn't run the ball very much. Averaged like three runs a game. So he wasn't necessarily making plays with his legs and his arm. So I was thinking, okay, I can't really give Olsen too much credit for being like a star wide receiver last year because that's not what he's going to do. He's going to be a quarterback. So I can't give him credit for all that because I don't know what he's like as a quarterback and there's some questions, you know, is he going to have the same wide receiver talent? Because we've seen guys have great years when they have talent around them and then they kind of you know, stutter a little bit the next year when maybe they don't have that same wide receiver talent. So I'm wondering if maybe Olsen has something like that. Um, so unless Ridgeland manages to pull a bunch of other good offensive players, you know, out of nowhere, then he may struggle. And so I think while, you know, they're going to probably do a better job than Logan as far as replacing guys. This is one of those teams where I trust them to replace them well. Um, so I think they're going to still do all right. But I don't think they're going to do as well as uh, – the two teams I have at the top. Uh, 2947 texting in. Any idea what high school has the most wins in the Valley? I suppose the oldest one. Uh, You're talking about like total wins as a football program? In the entirety of its history as a school? It'd be Logan. It would be Logan. They've been around and then they dominated a lot of the 20th century. Yeah. I would suppose it'd be Logan by a pretty good margin. Skyview probably following because the next oldest. Yeah. I mean, maybe I could look at maybe be a fun thing to look at, like who in the last twenty years, maybe. Although then you're throwing out Green Canyon and Ridgeline in that calculation, so it can be a little tricky to compare when you're when you're doing that kind of stat. Where you know, if if you're doing all time, it's obvious who has yeah. more wins. And Bear River's been around for a long time too. Yeah, but so uh, you can only compare four teams over a long term, and then. You can only compare all the teams in like a five-year span. Right. True. Which doesn't tell you a ton. Which doesn't give you a, yeah, much of a sample size. Uh, number two on our list. Uh, for me, I went with, and I really labored with this one, but I went with Skyview. I 
love that Skyview is a program. When we've discussed this before, they've changed coaches, they've changed dynamic quarterbacks, they've changed other dynamic players there, and they continue to have a high level of success. Um, it, I think Skyview is where they are, not because um, there's maybe a question about who their quarterback is, because there is a question. There's a quarterback battle going on there. It won't be revealed until Friday. But I've got them there because the other team is ahead of them. Not because I don't think they can get there, but I just think the other team has a little bit more going for them. And that's the only reason why I've got Skyview at number two and not number one. Yeah, unfortunately, we do. We are being a bit boring because I, I also have Skyview at two. I almost put them at the top out of principle. Just because I talk about how they've done so well at reloading. They win the region almost every year, the last six or so years. Uh, you know, again, even though I actually like some of Ridgeland's returners better than I do the like four returners Skyview has. So I like the known commodities of Ridgeline better than I do Skyview. It's actually why I had Ridgeline at number two for a little bit. But then I was like, okay, I just I trust the Skyview coaching staff and the Skyview program to at least be great. And like I said, if they win the region, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Because, like I said, I nearly put him at the top just because. Um, but because I, I don't want to be like that, I decided <laughs> to go with somebody else at number one, uh, and we clearly both have the same at number one. Yeah, so Green Canyon number one. Uh, for me, it's I thought they overachieved last year. Uh, not a ton of expectation on that team. They punched above their weight a lot of times. They were in a lot of games late, gave themselves chances to win. Sometimes they did win, sometimes they narrowly lost. But they were in a lot of games last year. And uh, similarly, like Logan, a lot of talent coming back on defense. They always play tough on defense. But they've got probably the most experienced skill players on offense coming back that gives them the edge, I believe, and uh, really having the, the, a real great year for Green Canyon, which as a young school, they've been competitive, but they've never been at the top. And I think this, this year gives them that chance. Yeah, the biggest thing for me is it's not just that they're returning a decent number of stars, it's they're returning their impact players. Like they're only returning a few guys on the offense, but they're returning their their quarterback, their running back, and maybe their top wide receiver. I mean, we had uh 3714 texting at the end of the show yesterday saying that there's a rumor that uh Well, there's a rumor going around yeah. about one of the players. We don't know if it's confirmed or not. We'll yeah. find out on Friday, but yeah. somebody may have got hurt. We don't. I don't want to speculate or talk about it because we don't know. It's not confirmed. Yeah. But, so I, uh, I've not looked into it yet. So I'm not going to let that affect my prediction. Um, so, like I said, I, they have their impact players returning, and then they have mostly their entire defense. Now you talked about how Logan's returning most of their defense, and I didn't give them too much credit for that. But I think it's Green Canyon returning their defense and their good offensive production that really helps them out. That they'll be able to score more than they did last year because that's where they fell short is they couldn't score in most games. I feel like they're going to improve on offense and be just as good on defense, which is something that pretty much no other team in this region will probably be able to say about themselves, except maybe Mountain Crest, like I said, who could be the biggest surprise of the region, potentially. Uh, five six six two. Maybe you guys could put together a list for a future show. Total wins for all Valley schools in their first five years of their existence. So the trick is, I need to find so the archives, deep historical records for schools like yeah, Logan, which, 
and uh, Bear River. I could look up old newspapers. Maybe. It's tricky. I've done that for Utah State. I don't know how well I'd be able to do that for some of the high schools. Could so, be an interesting exercise, though. Yeah, could be. But it'd be it'd be such it'd be comparing apples and oranges completely. You'd have as far as comparing so many different eras. Yeah, you're you're comparing literally earliest twentieth century, almost pre World War One, Logan High School, um, to twenty fifteen through twenty twenty one Green Cane and Ridgeline. Green Cane Ridgeline. So yeah, that's true. Uh, and then five or seven eight five four. Have you posted your list of top Aggies for this year? I started working on that today. We've We've been running like crazy, getting a lot of things ready for this uh, football season. But uh, we are working on putting together what our top 25 to date has been. That will include things that Jason and I have said on, on Twitter to explain our uh, the position of these players and why they're there, as well as the audio that was produced by Al Lewis along with our commentary. So uh, I am working on that. And... Uh, Hope to have it for you here soon. Yeah, it'll be out, so you'll be able to see it in the entirety without having to track down like my Twitter thread or or the things that Eric has said. So we will have it in one condensed little piece there. Right. It may have some updates as we go. Yeah. But, uh, yes, we are working on it. Thank you for the reminder. Thank, appreciate you asking. We are working on it, and uh, we'll let you know when it's ready ready for consumption uh all right to time out on the full court press if you again if you want to chime in agree or disagree with our list of uh, the the order of how things are going to go for region 11 football 435-339-0321 uh, coming up next some news about aggies trying to make some nfl camps and nfl rosters and a couple aggies kind of making some news making some waves with what they're doing so we'll talk about that coming up next Monday, August 22nd, come help ignite the light with Alex Boyer as he performs a free concert at the Cache County Fairgrounds, bringing positive support to suicide prevention. Suicide affects all walks of life, backgrounds, and age demographics. Join Alex Boyer Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention to suicide prevention and a new national suicide and crisis lifeline. 988. If you think you may need help or just want to talk with someone, call 988. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome to help make this event possible. Go to CashValleyIgniteTheLight.com for concert details and donation information. The outpouring of support for this event last year was unbelievable. Business and individual donations are vital for the 2022 events. Join Alex Boyer at the Cache County Fairgrounds Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention and positive support to suicide prevention. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome. Go to CashValleyIgniteTheLight.com for concert details and donation information. That's CashValleyIgniteTheLight.com. And thank you for making this event possible. SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. And one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, SC Needham's is as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. So on Friday, the Green Bay Packers will have Jordan Love under center for their preseason football game. Kind of exciting. Jordan Love is 
unfairly been the topic of a lot of criticism. Maybe it's more so his rookie year kind of simmered over a little bit uh, at different occasions last year. But um, it's mostly frustration that's kind of turned into criticism. Frustration over drafting a quarterback when they felt like they should have gone somewhere else. Right. But Aaron Rodgers uh, was uh, had a microphone put in front of his face and uh, had a lot of interesting things to say about Jordan Love. And here's what uh, Aaron Rodgers had to say about his understudy. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I think there's always pressure on a first-round pick. Uh, the tracks are looking more similar by the day. You know, him being in his third year and me waiting behind Brett for three years. Something clicks in at some point, and the game slows down, and you and you make the plays that you know you're capable of making. And I look forward to watching him on Friday and and uh, and against the Saints as well. But the most important thing for a quarterback is that confidence and. The confidence comes from the consistency and the fundamentals and making plays in practice and feeling good about the offense and, and all the things that are expected of you. But, you know, I think all of us come along at our own pace. I needed, you know, the years to get to where I was at. And whether the criticism was equal in 05 and 06 and 07 for me as it was for him, I don't know. You know, some of that uh, you kind of move past as you've had success. but. But I'm excited for him uh, this preseason. I think he's had a really nice camp, made some good throws, more consistent with his fundamentals, and, and I, I hope he goes out and balls out. So the, the question posed to Aaron was, you know, similarities where he had to wait, and he kind of answered that and alluded to that later in his response, but he had to wait behind Brett Favre. Now Jordan Love is doing that, waiting behind him. And a lot of the reports I'm seeing is that Jordan Love is making that step. And there have been a lot of praise for how he has performed and gone through fall training camp for the Packers. Yeah, and he didn't really get much in the way of training camp in his first year because that was the COVID year. Yep. Um, 2021, got a little bit. He had a couple of preseason games. Did well in the preseason. Uh, and then in the regular season, in some spot chances, he struggled. I'll be honest, the Kansas City game, I believe, which he started, I watched that and was like, what is the coaching staff doing? Because they weren't. They were treating him like he was their fourth-string emergency quarterback in terms of what he was doing. Short throws, all that kind of stuff. It's like, you have Jordan Love. He was drafted because of his big arm and his, and his talent. You know, don't, don't treat him like he's Taylor Heineke. So it'll be nice to see if he gets maybe a little more opportunity this year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still there, so opportunities are scarce. Yes. So we'll just have to see what he does in preseason, if he maybe does a little bit better. I mean, he did well in the 2021 preseason. So it shouldn't be too surprising if he does that again this year, where he puts up some decent stats, throws a couple of touchdowns, maybe a pick or two, and completes a decent amount of his passing. I think he was 68% last preseason in two games. Uh, besides Jordan Love getting some press uh, lately, Derek Wright for the Panthers. The, the Panthers are showing some highlights of Derek Wright making some great plays. Uh, as we saw at Utah State, he knows how to catch the over-the-shoulder into the corner of the end zone. Uh, he's there's, They've been sharing some of those highlights. He's doing a great job there. Uh, they did release a depth chart. It looks like he's fifth on the uh, – I think he's on the right side or the yeah, left side. Yeah, I think side. it was it was right wide receiver, and he's either fourth or fifth. Uh, and then Devin Tompkins is also receiving some high praise with what he's doing with the Buccaneers. Yeah, he's gotten a lot of press attention. He's been on some podcasts. There's been multiple features written about him. as Television stations yeah, talking about his family situation. Yeah, yeah, he's got a great story, and a lot of these people are picking up on that. 
Um, I worry, you know, he's also like fifth. There was an unofficial depth chart they released, and Tompkins was fifth on one of the right or left receiver positions. So lots of hype. But again, as I said earlier, kind of with Mishketa, media hype and fan hype does not always turn into roster spots and opportunities. No, but there is some growing speculation that Devin Tompkins may be more involved in the return game because uh, they really like his speed and shiftiness, and that may be how he writes his NFL ticket. 